Welcome to CTRM Radio, home of the official podcast of Commodity Technology Advisory and your source for information on all matters related to CTRM. Welcome to another edition of CTRM Radio Ad Hoc Podcast by Comtech Advisory and now sponsored by Enuit, an award-winning provider of CTRM and commodity management solutions worldwide. For this episode, we're going to be looking at disruptive technologies, largely with something of a self-serving interest in the sense that we are once again looking at disruptive technologies in commodities. We are doing background research as I speak and also looking for your input into a short set of questions, which you can find the link to underneath this podcast. So right now, Comtech is undertaking another look at disruptive technologies and commodity markets. Back in late 2017, we conducted the first survey and did some research, which resulted in the Disruptive Technology Report, which you can download for free from CGRM Center, along with all of our other research, news, insights, and opinions. We talked to a bunch of people across the industry, and we did a lot of background research, and we came up with what was a very nice report. And in summary, we found that against the backdrop of massive change and uncertainty, new technologies tend to both disrupt current business processes and industry structures, as well as open up new and possibly hitherto unthought of opportunities in the commodities industry. Plainly, cloud, software as a service, and big data are currently having the greatest impact and attracting the most investment. But machine learning and artificial intelligence are also important areas of significant interest that are already poised to have huge impacts. Meanwhile, and perhaps reminiscent of the dot-com bubble, blockchain is garnering most of the headlines, but appears to be still some way off in terms of delivering the much-anticipated night benefits. So where are we three years later? Well, plainly, it looks to us like cloud and to some extent software as a service is now in the rearview mirror. It is definitely a trend and one that we can see has had significant impacts across the board. We also, I think, see that there's a lot of interest in automated workflow, automated business processes, artificial intelligence and machine learning, and that all goes hand in hand with some degree of data management. We still think that blockchain remains some way off. We see a lot of proof of concepts. We still see a lot of hype. But we've also seen more attention in the media and specialist press amongst analysts, etc., to some of the issues around blockchain and why it isn't making the inroads that were possibly anticipated four or five years ago. So we're now looking for your input once again. And if you would like to take a very, very short survey and answer some questions on where you see disruptive technologies in commodities, please just look in the information underneath this podcast and you will find there a link to our survey. Please do pop along, take about five minutes or so, fill it out. We do appreciate your time and energy. And in return, the final report, which will cover use cases of some of these technologies, as well as what we're seeing in terms of the uptake and adoption of these technologies, will be completely free and downloadable from CTRM Center as usual. So to get things started for this podcast, looking at disruptive technologies, I'd like to first of all uh, introduce Jochen Hermann, who is with Boringa, and he and I spoke a few weeks ago, and we talked over a little bit uh, of the disruptive technology scene. 
Okay, so so I guess the, the topic of today is very much related to back office excellence in energy and commodity trading. And where, where I would like to start is looking a couple of years back uh, where we've actually had discussions if energy trading is dead. And that was mainly related to quite some low volatility uh, and decreasing trading volumes in the market. Uh, while as of today, uh, I think we all know better uh, that with more structured products, increasing flexibility and renewables in the market, uh, the re regional ex expansion that we see happening um, in the market leads to changing requirements and expectations towards the back office uh, departments. And it also it also requires uh, back office departments to to adjust not not just on the people side or on the process side, but obviously a lot on the system and technology side, um, leveraging technology, automation tools, and also the existing system capabilities uh, around the EDM, the ETRM, and the ERP systems to, to cope, let's say, with the with the new requirements and challenges that result from the more structured and more complex, specifically OTC OTC business. So, so in that in that respect, um, I see personally I see mainly two two areas that drive complexity and the need for further automation and efficiency or excellence in back office operations. And that's obviously very much related to the. And I've already kind of touched on that a bit, but the more structured products increased trading volumes, for example, also through algorithmic trading and the challenges that, that the market participants face in operating these new products or higher amount of, of trades through the existing landscape. And when I personally think of back office excellence or the back office operations, I would very much like to have this in the context of the trade capture to payment or trade capture to, to reporting process. So. It really includes the steps around trade capture and validation, nomination and data management. It's the whole invoicing and the payment part, but it also obviously includes the actual reconciliation and then final accounting and accounting um, element of, of the process. And this, this is where, and I think when we look a bit into what, what systems are actually involved uh, along this process, and I've named a few already, but it's very much about how do market participants make best use of the capabilities and system capabilities they have in place with their existing EDM, with their existing ETRM or the ERP solutions. It's also related to regulatory reporting and how this is automated and standardized as much as possible. It's around electronic confirmation and automated settlement, but we also still see a lot of Excel-based reconciliation or Excel-based reporting, which is definitely or leaves room for, for automation and, and further improvement, very much helping to reduce operational risk in daily operations, but also increase efficiency. I think in, in that, that respect also, yeah, over the last, let's say, two or three years, robotics process automation has been has been discussed. And see, I haven't really seen massive, let's say, massive amount of use cases on RPA, specifically in trading back offices, but there is good, good use cases that help streamline specific operations 
um, or specific processes and it's and it's used and I guess if it's used right for selective processes it, it can add quite some efficiency to, to daily operations but I wouldn't say that RPA is the final answer to make all back office operations uh, efficient efficient well what we've seen is there's a lot of more interest in workflow and automated workflow within CTRM and CM solutions. And um, I just uh, cast my mind back to this time last year, more or less when I was at SAP Commodity Management Forum. And they definitely uh, showed some, some good use cases of artificial intelligence and automation being applied to reconciling invoices, et cetera, where the software was essentially conducting management by exception. So, so the idea that anything that could be matched and done automatically was done, leaving a smaller number of items that needed human intervention. Do you see that kind of thing taking place at all? I think you would expect this to be the case specifically for the exchange trading and the more standardized OTC trading, where as soon as you have kind of set up the, the products in your existing system landscape, you can leverage the the um, technology to have a fully automated end-to-end -end workflow. And I think that that's the way to go uh, wherever that's possible. It's just where I still see the challenges is that the more non-standard the products get, there's more challenges for the existing systems to yeah, properly operate the business end-to-end -end, where still more human intervention is required. But I, I would agree that the technologies, and you, you mentioned AI, and you mentioned other, let's say, automation tools, will definitely support this this process and towards more more automation and less less manual work. In a previous existence, I had to basically sign confirmation statements. Literally, I would be presented with thousands and thousands and thousands of pieces of paper. Essentially, I would simply sign them because there was no way on earth that you could possibly review each and every one of these thousands and thousands of statements. So there must be pretty obvious examples like that where some form of automation and artificial intelligence can be applied to reduce the manual requirement. And it's definitely the case where you would assume that the process and, for example, the fields that you need to match between two counterparties, they're always the same. They have the standardized, standardized, let's say, format and and. This should be something that you obviously automatically match and no one needs to, let's say, print or physically sign anything. And I think that's also what's already happening. And also with the currently, let's say, the ongoing automated settlement initiatives, where it's also the ambition obviously is to, to enable a, a more daily settlement for the OTC business. I think there's, there's a lot of opportunities to, to increase the efficiency in, in, in these areas, while there's still still quite some standards to be established in the market, and that's not only related to settlement, but it's also related uh, to the whole regulatory requirements, where you would also expect that the whole regulatory reporting and the requirements that come from, for example, from EMEA or REMIT can be fully automated. And, and I think the, the truth in the market still looks slightly different where the, the compliance department or the trading operations departments handling the regulatory work still do quite some manual work specifically when it comes to more structured contracts again the PPAs and others where you have also physical delivery components and, and different different uh, elements that need to be reported it's still not that there's a 
market-wide standard established that would necessarily allow for full automation of these tasks. But yeah. we fully agree the, the ambition is there and and it's definitely moving more towards a automate the exchange related business as much as possible and free up time to focus on further increasing level of automation and efficiency on the more non-standard OTP business. It's interesting because I, I wrote a blog article after a conversation with Gen 10, Richard Williamson, uh, a week or so ago, and he actually called for increased attention to standardization in order to be able to gain some benefits from further automation. He mentioned specifically, not related to energy, but certainly other commodities, he specifically talked about um, assay reports and chemical laboratory type reports all coming in in completely different formats, meaning that it's more or less impossible to uh, to automate that without spending a good deal of time and work. Whereas if the industry got together and, all, and simply created some standard template reporting formats for assays and chemical lab analyses, then automation could proceed very cheaply. So it's interesting to hear you mention standardization. Do you think that the interest in things like blockchain will end up driving increased collaboration around standards in the industry because blockchain being decentralized requires some kind of co cooperation in order to manage the thing. I guess it's, it's two, there's two perspectives on that where I would expect that wherever standardization means more efficiency and lower costs and operating certain businesses and there is no loss in competitive advantage, I don't see any market participant not willing to go down this route. So I expect there is areas where, where if, if the product is standardized and the components are there and you can operate this in an automated standard on a market standard based way, I would see definitely a, a big interest uh, of all the market participants. At the same time, I, I, I see a bit of a tendency there to, to, or there is a tendency to go more non-standardized in the sense if there's a competitive advantage. And I think that is the that is the challenge that comes with new business opportunities when contracts get more structured, new business ideas get more non-standard to differentiate from the market. And I think this will, from my point of view, this will always, let's say, also hinder a, a market-wide standard in, in a way. But we also see certain OTC platforms um, establishing that will definitely want to address this and also allow a more, let's say, a more standardized marketplace for, let's say, non-standardized products. And so there's definitely an ambition in the market to, to bring the market participants together to enable a more streamlined and efficient operation of, of the OTC business, for example. I think current, let's say, tendency is to say automation and standardization is the answer to everything. And I think it's the right level of automation and standardization in areas where it, where it adds value and it's feasible. And there's a lot of areas where still a lot of work is done via email or in Excel. Not saying Excel is not a good tool in for certain areas, for certain type, um, topics. But there is, there's not, yeah, in automation or standardization is not always the, the answer to everything. And thanks to Jochen Hermann of Beringa for participating. Next up, we have a look at a piece of technology. 
delivered by Energy One called Enflow, and I talk with Ross Entrell, who is the product manager, about this tool, which is a business process automation tool. What is Enflow, and why did you develop it? Enflow, it's it's a process automation integration and optimization tool designed specifically for energy trading and operations. The reason we developed it is we saw a gap in the industry. There are good systems out there for deal capture settlements, risk, all that sort of stuff with the ETRMs, and there are systems out there to support interfacing with physical markets. But in between, the specific processes of energy companies are often very manual, uh, based on spreadsheets or custom development, and there's no real, really good flexible automation tool that can be used to automate those processes. We were aware of that at the time there's the BPMN executing engines, they have their problems and there are different options, but none of them are really ideal for energy trading context and Enflow is purpose-built to flexibly automate business processes, particularly around trading operations for energy companies. So what kind of use cases are you seeing it deployed for? There's a whole lot of really interesting uh, cases that that we're we're involved with. A really interesting one is automation of gas operations. So we've just done a deployment with a large pipeline and storage company. They had a a bunch of legacy systems and spreadsheets they wanted to be replaced. Uh, An existing optimization engine at the core of the process, which they needed to be interfaced to. So we've used Enflow to automate the whole end-to-end process. So we pull in data from inputs, which are nominations from customers, cleanse, check, uh, alarm that data, push the consolidated information that's necessary into their optimization engine, manage the results back from the optimization, and then then distribute the results to trading operations people so they can see what the situation is and and manage the whole end-to-end process. Other use cases that uh, we're looking at are automation of renewable assets, wind farm, solar farm, battery assets, where uh, there's ongoing change in the market, a need to very efficiently dispatch those resources in compliance with the market rules, and Enflow is a perfect tool to automate that. And also really completing the whole process flow for ETRM implementation. So while ETRMs are great at deal capture and settlements, often gathering the data that, for example, goes into settlements, so pulling in flows, whether it's for nominations or metadata management systems or other sources that might be an input to whole of meter settlements, Enflow is great at gathering data, consolidating it, picking up validation or incomplete issues with incompleteness and then pushing that into an ETRM. So there's some of the use cases that, that we're looking at. What is driving the interest in such tools in the market from your perspective? Oh, it's, I think there are it's, it's time that computer systems did more for people, um, for, for companies, that the markets are changing really rapidly. Two drivers, obviously there's, there's a regulatory changes, but underneath that, it's, it's really the change in the, the supply mix as we move from the big thermal hydro nuclear resources towards renewable energy uh, energy resources, which with their intermittency and with batteries for storage, it, it just, it's a much more complicated operating environment. We need people to be looking above low levels of just managing data flows and doing manual data entry, automating that, freeing people up to think more strategically. And then once they've worked out the algorithms that should be applied, automating algorithms. So Enflow can do the low level automations of basic data flows, and it can also execute uh, people's algorithmic 
um, optimizations of how they want to execute and operate their portfolio. So our thanks to Ross Entrell and to Jochen Herman for participating in today's CTRM Radio podcast. This is Gary. This is uh, this is Gary Vasey saying thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this show, please do check out the other episodes of CTRM Radio. You can find us in almost every place where you can find podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, etc., as well as on the CTRM Centre website, where you'll also find news, views, opinions, and analyst insights into CTRM and commodity management software, and all absolutely free. Once again, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Enuit, an award-winning provider of CGRM and commodity management solutions worldwide. If you would like to sponsor or consider sponsoring CGRM radio podcasts in the future, do please reach out to us and let us know. Once again, thank you for joining us. Do please like, share this podcast. Many thanks and goodbye. listening to CTRM Radio, a podcast by leading industry analysts, Commodity Technology Advisory. You can find more information about us at ComTechAdvisory.com and much more news, views, research, and information on CTRM at the CTRM Center at CTRMCenter.com. Thank you for joining our presenters, managing partners Patrick Reams and Gary M. Vasey and their guests today, and we hope to see you on a future edition of CTRM Radio.